1: On the Record, with White House correspondent April Ryan. Well, on this installment of On the Record with April Ryan, I am so pleased to finally catch up with someone that was kind of a mythical creature to me in Baltimore. They were saying she was here, but I didn't know she was really here until now. She's really here, and she's been here for a while. Um, You know, I'm a Baltimore native, and uh, Baltimore (laughs) is my home, and it's also the home of actor, activist, humanitarian... Um, and someone who's running for Baltimore City Council Rain Pryor uh, who stands on her own name but she is the daughter of the late great comedian Richard Pryor Rain thank you so much for joining me
0: thank you so much for having me
1: well rain first of all you are running for City Council of Baltimore at a time when Baltimore needs a special kind of love what do you bring yes. to the table
0: You know, what I'm bringing to the table, I think, is an outside point of view, not meaning outside like I moved from L.A. here. I mean, I can see the potential and I believe in my city and I believe in my district that change is needed. I see what's done. I see we need to have a focus on Public safety a focus on our educational funding what's going on where is the money going a focus on how we can lower Property taxes for the individuals to be able to stay here within our city huh. So I think I bring
1: that perspective. So how long have you been in Baltimore?
0: I've been in Baltimore since 2006
1: and what brought you to Baltimore?
0: It was after my dad had passed away. I just kind of needed to step away from Hollywood itself and kind of develop my own life. I really wanted to have a family and I felt Los Angeles was not going to be the place to do that and, and to be rain. And so I had two friends that lived here in Baltimore. I had family that lived here in the twenties and the (laughs) thirties. So, and some family that's actually still here. And I decided I'm just going to pack up and drive 3000 miles away. And I did it and I've stayed wow i love it wow. i love this city. i really do love baltimore
1: it's something you know, yeah something special it's something you can't explain it it's very no. everyone knows each other or you know of someone who knows someone it's very yeah. homely it's very you know it's very comfortable it's very blue collar it's real but it's also it is it's a real city but it's also about survival it's also yeah. about hurt and loss it's also yeah. about pain um you know And when we talk about the special love, there's a lot of blight in Baltimore. Baltimore has lost a lot of manufacturing. It's lost um, that steel. So and and then you also have employers who don't want to come and hire and, and do a job seminars here because they feel that they don't have a lot of people who are trainable, which is crazy. So how do you plan to change that as as a city council person if you are elected to that city council seat?
0: You know, one of the things that I am that I want to work on as a city council person in the 3rd district cuz that's the district that I'm running in.
1: And what district you know, is that? Where's that?
0: The 3rd district is in the northeast, uh-huh. the northeast district. Um and we have we have low to medium income here. So it's it's a and it's a great mixed even racially, it's a great mixture. Um So one of the things I'm trying to and want to bring to the table is talks about bringing technology into companies to actually grow their business here, because I think that can work really well we have a lot of young people in the city and young people are drawn more to technology. And I think we have to have a focus on that in terms of growing business. The other thing I really wanna do is sit down at the table with city council and our governor and talk about ways that we can try to look at lowering property taxes to really keep our residents here. We're so high compared to the county. People are moving out. You know, Around me right now, I have five properties that are vacant it shouldn't be that way this used to be a uh northeast was that place where families grew generation after generation it's a generational neighborhood i'd like to see that i'd like to give support to our small businesses that are here right now so that they can sustain their business that's what helps us to grow right so those are things that i really want to do and to really focus on our educational system, where is that money going? Because it's definitely not going to the infrastructure of the schools, our teachers, and our students. Mm -hmm. And we need to change that. And I'm not afraid, I'm not beholden to anybody in politics, so I don't feel that I have have that fear, you know, that I can actually just say something and say, we need to follow this, we need to figure out why X doesn't, you know, and Z aren't going together. (laughs) Where's the why? So this is where I'm at, and that's why I'm running.
1: So interestingly enough, you're saying you're in the third district in northeast Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I grew up in northeast Baltimore. Um, Govins hey. area. Yeah, yeah. Gro- Govins area. Lived off of Woodburn. Went to school on Lock Raven. Attended Morgan State, northeast Baltimore. Um you know very blue-collar you know you have pockets of wealth over there as well
0: absolutely absolutely and that's what i love about the neighborhood i mean it really is a mixture of people and i think what makes baltimore great is that we throughout the whole city we have a mixture of people Uh and it's about bringing us together as a community to help solve the situations and the problems that need solving
1: so you were here um when Freddie Gray, all the Freddie Gray um, tumult happened, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and the nation, the world actually saw Baltimore, the the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. And would it spotlighted it, and which still hasn't really changed that much is the fact that there's blight. Um and yes, I think right. of there's major blight, particularly in West Baltimore I mean in all around yes, Baltimore. Not, yeah, but yeah.
0: particularly West Baltimore, yes. Yeah.
1: North Avenue Corridor, yes. Mm-hmm. Um and but the problem is I think about Baltimore, and I think about what Detroit used to be. Remember Detroit? Yes. What Detroit used to be. There were a lot of corporations that came in. It was not just government. It was the right. private sector that came in, like you said, bringing in tech. Um, are you in... Communication with any organizations that uh, could possibly be coming here, that you could possibly put something on the table. If you are elected to say, look, they are talking about coming, and what is the plan for that? You know, do you know anything uh, that you know you're hearing in the city council currently to bring more people in, um, to companies, to to change what the city looks like? I mean, because West Baltimore, I mean Howard Street, a lot of downtown Baltimore is blighted and they're building up the wealthy parts but a lot of what used to be the Mecca of Baltimore is now blighted and it's 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 dying.
0: You know, one of the things that's interesting about you say about the blight. One of the things that I know some of the some of the people in West Baltimore are really looking at in terms of growing that community back is also taking into account how do you do that and also keep our kids and our families safe due to lead poisoning Mm. so working with the health department i've had conversations with the health department i've had conversations with um, um housing to figure out how do we do that safely to grow the community? Because that's what we're looking at. These buildings have left, been left vacant for a very long time. They, you know, And a lot of them are owned by the city. So how do we change that to either create housing and to create jobs at the same time for the people that live there? These are things that I know that the city has been talking about in terms of inviting tech companies. I have no idea if the city has been actually having conversations with different companies. I'm at a point now because I am. Campaigning, reaching out to different um, groups and people to talk about, you know, what we can bring to the city to help it grow. What we can bring even to our district to help it grow. We have new development going on here as we speak. So, what are we going to do with that new development? Um, I know there's really a lot of projects trying to clean up our our city. But the organization of it, I think, is something that has to be looked at so that we do it properly and we kind of do it quickly because the residents deserve it.
1: So everyone is saying that you're running for mayor, but they're all I mean, excuse me, everyone is saying that you're running for city council. And then other people are saying, oh, no, she's running for mayor. And I said, are you running for mayor? You said not yet. Do you have aspirations (laughs) for mayor?
0: I really don't have aspirations <laughs> to become mayor of Baltimore. <laughs> you know, I didn't have aspirations to get into politics. Well, what, what made you do it? My daughter was, you know, last the last few years of school, my daughter was being um, bullied to the point where her life was threatened. She thought of t- even taking her own life. She's 11 years old. I had to put her into therapy. I addressed it with the school. Nothing was being done. I tried to go, uh, you know, North Avenue, nothing was being done. And as soon as I used my voice and my name and went on the news, little changes started to be made and a click went off. And I just said, oh, if that voice could bring about a fragment of change, then maybe I need to use my voice more for the things that could benefit the city in general. And that's what that made me decide to run. You know, I'm like, I'm a citizen. That's what it's about, right? Citizens are have the right, if you've lived here a certain amount of time, to go into office. And I think that's what we need more of. We need more people who really care about growing the city and care about their neighbors mm. you know and I am I'm part of different groups that where we help our neighbors out if they're sick we bring them food yeah. we help cut their lawn we help them repair things that's what we do here
1: yeah I'm sorry about your daughter I have, I'm a mother of two children an 11 year old and a 17 year old and I know what that bullying is and then and and for people who are listening you know this is very kind of Baltimore ease when we say North Avenue that's the city school <laughs> headquarters so when we yeah. talk about North avenue North Avenue Avenue is very famous now because of the standoff after the Freddie Gray uh, death, uh, Penn and North. But um, yes, on North Avenue is the Baltimore City school system. But now Thursday, we have someone coming to town for the GOP retreat, President Donald John Trump. As a Baltimore native and as someone who still lives in the area, I don't think it's going to be pretty if the president does decide to come. Even if he has barriers up and he doesn't see the people there, I got a feeling there's going to be a protest. There's going to be a loud noise. And I believe. I
0: would be surprised if there wasn't. I mean, that's how Baltimore is. We're very active. You know, we stand up for our city and we don't like people. put Like, we can say something's wrong with it. You can't. If you're not from here, you can't because you don't really know. You don't live here amongst us.
1: But if you say something, say something to help. Come in and help and not chastise, especially when you have the power. If you you had a chance to talk to the president and say something to him, what would you say?
0: I would say that he really needs to help out to put it, you know, put your money where your mouth is. If you're going to call the kettle black then do something about it then step up to the plate. That pointing fingers isn't working. The division isn't working. We need to bring our community together in any way, shape or form, our nation together in any way, shape or form to make this work.
1: Do you think that if he comes to Baltimore, he needs to take a tour of the city? Like if the motorcade comes, he needs to drive through to see what he's talking about before he says or goes into uh, this retreat. Do you think he should take a riding tour just to see firsthand?
0: I think he should see all of our city firsthand. I think he needs to notice that, you know, we have, we have different pockets in our city. He needs to meet with the community, not just with the politicians of the city and be shown what they want him to see. He needs to see all of it. You don't know until you've driven through our city to know what it is we're going through here. If Trump- And to have these conversations.
1: If Trump leaves Thursday, yeah. And he decides to do something for Baltimore. What do you think his first, uh, the first initiative, first piece of policy, or what's the first thing he should do as it relates to Baltimore City?
0: I think what it what he needs to do as it relates to Baltimore is really talk about the funding. And in terms of the blight, help us clean up the blight. If you're going to point it out, help us clean it up. The other thing is deal with, you know, deal with uh, your son and the buildings he has here. That have been you know chastised for you know slumlord i think you need to address these issues head on you know that's what makes a good leader is someone who recognizes there's a problem and does something about it not someone who brushes it off and says it doesn't exist it does exist let's face it let's look at it let's deal with it i want him to do something he's going to come here
1: So, you're coming at this as an activist, not as a celebrity, not as the daughter of the great Richard Pryor. No. Not not as the actress Rain Pryor, but as Rain Pryor, the citizen.
0: Rain Pryor, the citizen, the mother, you know, the wife (laughs) that's trying to keep my family safe and secure and all the other families that are around me. I'm listening to my community. That's the difference. I hear them. I hear what they're saying, and I will tell you: public safety is number one. Huh. You know, the environment is number two in terms of the blight infrastructure. That's number two, and then number three is really about can they sustain living here financially.
1: Huh. When is election day, and who are you going up against?
0: Election day is April twenty eighth, twenty twenty, and I'm going up against uh, the incumbent is Ryan Dorsey.
1: Are you getting a lot of good feedback?
0: I've gotten a lot of great feedback and a lot of great support. I mean, we just started canvassing the other day and it was actually a a surprising good experience. Like my campaign manager said, he hasn't experienced that much positive feedback in the 20 years that he's been doing this for a candidate. People are excited um, that I'm running. I'm not afraid. And, you know, at first I got a lot of, when I first announced um, from my incumbents, you know, group of, of people that he has, I got a lot of, you know, pushback and negativity and all that stuff that I go, oh, this is the political world. This is what we're living in, in this, you know, election era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um And I learned to tune it out. You know, at first I thought I had to respond. I had to have conversation. And you realize there is no real discourse here. Mm -hmm. These are just people lashing out and and angry and, you know, and of course pushing their incumbent. And I'm like, he's none of my business. My business is to show, meet my neighbors, meet the community, tell them what I would like to do and hear from them what they feel is needed. Mm -hmm. Because it's my job to represent them.
1: And lastly, um, yes. you stand on your own two feet, yes. um, but you are the daughter of the late icon Richard Pryor.
0: Yes.
1: Is that a help or a hindrance um, in this push to run for public office? And you're, you're an actress, um, yeah. you know, a lot of times people don't, you know, your dad was a comedian and right. you're an actress. People may not take it as seriously. Is that a help yeah. or a hindrance?
0: I think it's both. I think it's a, a hindrance because people have an idea of who they think you are and what they think you know because you're an actress and because you grew up in a famous household. And then I think the other side of it, of it is is that it opens doors and gives me a platform where I can share my thoughts. And get out in front of the community and have conversation. And that's been the great part about it. There's twofold. There's the people who are excited to meet Rain Pryor or meet the daughter of. And then they realize, oh, you really live here and you really care about the community. So I think it it it's, you know, it's it's two handed. And my focus right now is to really concentrate on my my city and my community. And yes, I'm not going to deny the fact that my dad was a huge, famous comedian, and I'm not going to deny the fact that my work that I do has been in entertainment, but the work that I do in entertainment has also been about, you know, race relations and having hard conversation. And now I'm taking it to the street. That's the difference.
1: Rain, is there anything else you'd like to add?
0: I would like to add, if people do want to know more, besides you know, um, listening to to us today, is to go to priorforcitycouncil.com dot com and find out more about me.
1: Hmm. Rain, I so appreciate you, Rain Prior. You know, Thank I've been you. I've been hearing that you were here. You are no longer the mythical creature to me. You are real no, in Baltimore. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad to talk to you. And uh, one day I pray that we can run across each other in the city that we both love. Yes. Rain Pryor, thank you so much for joining On the Record with April Ryan. You are amazing. Much success in your effort to help change the city that we both love, Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you.
0: I think
1: I can. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.